The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100, win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Gilbert, here in a special World Series postponed game edition here of the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Yeah, there's no Stanley Cup final games being postponed for rain, but we got one here in Philadelphia on Monday night. So we're able to come to you with a special episode here. Uh, with, with me, as always, is Joel Meyer. How's it going, Joel? Uh, pretty damn good. Here we are on Halloween, All Hallows Eve. Uh, without talent, of course, he's a he's a young buck. I'm sure he's out <laughs> getting after it. Um, not a big Halloween guy myself. Never have been. But of course, now I'm in my 37 excuse of actually being old instead of just uh, claiming to be old in spirit. So uh, instead yeah, of just here, being a curmudgeon. Yeah, here I am, just grinding away in these uh these hockey futures awards and uh, other other kinds of bets we got going on because this is a busy time of year for me yeah we got that coming up here going into the uh second month of the season and as we're going to the second month you know we had a uh, record october for the hockey learn podcast uh, our most downloads in a month by far so thanks to all you guys out there if you're not already subscribed make sure you subscribe to the hockey gambling podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts a short link for apple is sg.pn slash hockey spotify is sg.pn slash hockey yes so uh subscribe leave us a five-star rating and review if you have some time there be much appreciated yeah, uh, tonight had a big Hurricanes win there in the shootout. Um, Kings up up big here on the Blues. That's going to be a big uh, closing line value bet I got on them. But yeah, as you were saying, some uh, so, some player awards. You've been throwing them out there in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. You get the uh, quick breaking news analysis from Joel Meyer on the futures markets before they move. Because some of these lines probably have moved. But uh, why do you iron up here for the player futures, Joel? Yeah, well, more or less, more of the same, the same stuff I've been looking at the whole time. But um, I'm just going to use the the odds at one book here, a very popular sports book. Uh, but uh, note that you can find all crazy, crazy differences in, in these odds. So uh, and this is another reason why you have to have multiple outs so you can get the best number. Because uh, these books, they... They just throw these out there because they uh, they have a lot of hold in these markets. They're, they're not really paying too much attention to them. So you'll see a massive movement on one player at one book. And, and uh, another book won't get any action. So he'll stay at like 20 to 1 instead of uh, 6 to 1 in another book. So that's why you, you need multiple books to get the best of these numbers. So right now, uh, we're looking at the, the heart, the most important uh, award, which is the most valuable player, of course. Um, Pasternak, of course, we we recommended him at like forty something to one in the off season. He's down to fifteen to one at this book, but of course, once again, you can find him at better numbers elsewhere. I see him a uh, twenty five to one here. I, I got him thirty five to one as as recently as uh, last night, I believe. There you go, and in certain far away places, you can even get him for better than that. Um, 
I'm restricted from mentioning certain books, but <laughs> uh, I'm, sure Tal- I'm sure that I'm sure the uh, Dominator can get get you a pretty good line at yeah. Alan Sugar Factory. Uh, no, he'll just he'll just offer you odds for Austin Matthews not to <laughs> win it. <laughs> um, okay, what else we got here? Yeah, Pasenak, I still like him. He, he's uh, he, well now he's third for goal scoring because I believe uh, Svechnikov he scored again today, so he moved into second behind McDavid with the goal. Um, speaking of McDavid, I bet him today at plus four fifty to win the uh, Rocket Richard which is the most goal scored in the season. That's kind of a hedge because I'm doing well on my heart, heart picks here. Uh, other than McCarr, he's had a slow start, but uh, Pasternak and um, who else do I have? Oh, yeah, uh, Jack Eichel. He, he's still 50-1 to 1 at this this one book here, so that's still very bettable. He scored an OT winner. You always like to see that. Voters will be paying attention to those kinds of things. Uh, of course, if they don't fall asleep because, you know, there's the East Coast bias and all that. It's a little harder with the... The Vegas players, but still, uh, he's he's having an awesome start to the year under new coach. So I recommend him still fifty to one. That's that's a good bet. Um, any thoughts on on? Yeah, uh, I, I I when you mentioned uh, McDavid for the Rocket Richard the the other night, I I looked at him. I'm I'm shocked that the odds are what they are. I mean, Matthews won it last year. He's still the favorite. But looking at what McDavid has done so far, nine goals in nine games, and I think. Sp- Looking at the Pacific Division, they they get a chance to beat up on teams like the Canucks, who are good off, good offensively, bad defensively. San Jose Sharks, pretty bad defensively, and the Ducks, who really haven't done too much defensively. They have a uh, Jamie Drysdale out now for quite a few months, I believe. I saw today, so that's going to be a chance for him to you know kind of beat up on teams there, and even against Calgary, those are usually high scoring games. Battle of Alberta, high profile games also, which he he always shows up for. And, uh, yeah, even Vegas at, at the top of the division, they're a team that can kind of fall off if they have some injuries or if some some bad puck luck. So I think McDavid at, at plus 450, plus 425 around there to win the Rocket Rashad is, is definitely a good look. For sure. And uh, you can tell on the way he's playing these 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 early days is that he's he's uh, he's not looking to pass first kind of thing he, like he used to. He's going for the net. He wants to score these goals. He wants to take over this league. Because he got, he got a taste of that playoff hockey last year. He got the Western Conference Finals for being swept, but uh, now he he wants to really prove himself and and get this uh, dominate this league the way that uh, Austin Matthews has, um, or the way he did last year and whatnot. But I also played uh, Pasternak. I kind of doubled down on him at sixteen to one for the same thing. Uh, most goals scored. He's clearly the the best goal scorer, pure goal scorer on that team. Maybe maybe slows down a little bit now that Marshawn's back, but still, uh, he's going to be a big part of that offense on that power play as well. So uh, I like Pasternak as well in the heart and Rocket Richard. Um, yeah, because Austin Matthews, he looks disinterested. And they just played like shitty teams. So they've already used up games against all the Californian teams and Arizona and Montreal and um, a couple other bad teams I'm forgetting. And so he's not going to have those opportunities to rack him up. And uh, he's going to go into a tough stretch in the, in the short term here against Boston and Carolina, Vegas, I think, again. So uh, he's he's going to be up for it. Um, and I don't see many other competitors with McDavid and Pasternak here. I mean, dry subtle. If McDavid's looking to score first, shoot first rather than pass, then he's going to have his goals dry up a little bit. And uh, Kaprizov is a little dangerous too because the the Wild they they funnel their offense through him. But uh, 
I still, I, I'd rather take McDavid and Pasternak against him and uh, anyone else in this this list here. Yeah, looking at looking at the uh, goal scorers right now, I think Pasternak is a good look because you know he, if if he has a lot of goals, he might get passed up for the heart because Boston has such good goaltending plus Marchand plus uh, Bergeron is a selkie perennial candidate there. And yeah, I mean I can't see like. Nachuskin has seven. Stamkos has seven. I can't see them keeping it up. Caulfield has seven. I don't think he can keep it up. And yeah, McDavid at, at plus 450 to score the most goals when he's plus 175 to win the heart, I think is is great value there. I also think you've been uh, touting some uh, Calder Trophy picks. I, I, one I picked up on early in the season, thanks to you, was uh, Logan Thompson at like plus 15 to one, if not higher, and he's down to plus 550. So uh, thank you for that. And I know you have a few other guys you've been looking at. Yeah, Logan Thompson has been a revelation there in Vegas. A big reason why we, we wanted to fade the Knights was the question mark in goaltending. But uh, thankfully, we pivoted on that early. And uh, at least that's kind of a hedge with the with the Calder Logan Thompson because uh, – I don't have much Vegas. Uh, nothing good happens for me if Vegas is a great team. Let's just say that, uh, except for Logan Thompson uh, winning the call. That'd be good. But otherwise, yeah, Shane Pinto is is still in um, in the double digits, so you can find him a ten to one or better. I don't mind that. He he's he's had a, a great start. He's down to five to one at certain places. Cole Perfetti again. I mentioned him before scored uh, the other night, and he's a clear part of that Jets offense. And um, if you want to get it, I don't have this myself, but Stuart Skinner at 20 to one, he looks to make a move in that Oilers net. Uh, if he can maintain his early play here, he's outperforming Jack Campbell. And if he can take over that net, even though they paid uh, Jack big money, you know, he walks his cat with a leash. <laughs> what What's wrong fuck? with that? You got, you, got, you got something wrong with walking cats, Joel? Yeah. You got an issue? I, yeah, kind of do. Kind of do. Uh, so, right. uh, it's a little weird. Um, Let me know when you have a when you have a mouse problem. What are you gonna do then? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't leave the cat on a leash and let him loose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Stuart Skinner here, twenty to one is is interesting. Um, yeah, other than that, it's, it's pretty pretty stock here stuff. Uh, Matty Beniers is the the rightful front runner uh, at that plus four or four hundred or so. Um, he is the front-line center, first-line center for the Kraken, who have off to a decent start there in Seattle. So, yeah, right now we're just looking to fade him as he he gobbles up all that all that hold there at, at just 4-1 to this early in the season. If he wins, so be it. He beats us all. But um, I'm looking at, at a few of these long shots here with uh, Pinto, Perfetti, and maybe Skinner, though. I, I don't think I'm going to bet him myself just because uh, I've got too much exposure on the other guys already. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, that's it for Calder. What do you think? Yeah, it seems like uh, another crack in uh, uh, Shane Wright is not even playing now, thanks to Dave Axel. He's still 14 to 1 in this one book here. Also, this one book has Stuart Skinner at 50 to 1. Okay, I think I, okay. I, think I, I, think I kind of have to bet that just for a yeah, shot. It, I would. Uh, it seems like he's been around for longer than he has, but he, he only played 13 games last year, played one game the year before. Last year, 35 AHL games had a 920 save percentage. Through four games this season, he's he's two one and zero, nine five five save percentage, only six goals allowed. I mean, yeah, he. I don't know if they'd give him that net because of what they what they paid Jack Campbell, but if he's playing, I guess I don't know if they can they can bench him. So, I mean, if if you're considering it at 21, I, I think I have to do it at 50 to one. 
yeah, 51, I, I'd put I'd be a few bucks on that. It's pretty cheap at that point. You're not really uh, limiting yourself from other options yeah. in that market of 50 to 1. So that's fine with me. All right, we're going to move on to the uh, the Vesna. Uh, unfortunate news for our Jake Ottinger candidate. Uh, he got injured oh. against the Rangers, got pulled, and seems like he's going to be evaluated for a week, you were saying? Yeah, I, in, I, in I, a week. I, I saw some news that he was going to be reevaluated in a week. So, yeah, it's going to be going to be touch and go for the Stars. So that's no good. Uh, so I, I can't really recommend him now. But one guy I do still like that I – I think I gave it out in the summer. It was Ilya Sorokin in the Islanders team. He just shut out the Rangers in a 41-save effort, I believe it was. He's, he's an awesome start to the year. Uh, he's right up there with uh, Jake Ottinger in terms of expected goals uh, saved. Um, at 10-1, to 11-1, to that's pretty much the same price I got him at in the middle of the summer. So I, he's one of the best goalies in the early season. So I, I still recommend him. Uh, especially with Shesterkin struggling early on, Vasilevsky struggling early on, Markstrom struggling early on, Sorrow struggling early on. All these guys are are not playing well, so it's a good time to get on a guy that's uh, that is a very good goalie. He was he was top three last year, so I don't see why why he should be this this low still. So yeah, I'm fine with that. Islanders are a decent team there; they're going to rely on good goaltending. So I, I love Sorokin here at uh, ten to one or better. Yeah, it's interesting, especially with, I mean, Barry Trotz isn't there anymore, but, but you, know, you know, they're still playing defensive. They don't have many offensive pieces around Barzell. So that that's a great look. I think still see, uh, see 10 to 1 there. Uh, eight, only plus 850 elsewhere. So if you can get double digits, that's that's pretty good. And and we were talking about, speaking of uh, our rookies, we were talking about a little bit before the show, if you'd consider uh, Logan Thompson for the, for the Vesna, I mean, he could, he could just get the Vesna and the Calder. You can get him 50 to one here for, for the, for the Vesna. I think he has one of the best save percentages so far. Yeah. Nine, nine, four, three, four, two, one, oh, two shutouts already, which is kind of impressive for, especially for a rookie. So that's definitely good for the Calder race and, and also the, the Vesna race. Like, Cause like you said, a lot of these top guys haven't really come out of the gate too hot, even though you still have just Durkin as the favorite and, you know, he'll, he'll get his save percentage back up, but yeah. I think uh, Sorokin is a good look there, and Ottinger, if he can come back soon enough. Yep, um, Thompson is interesting. I'd rather just keep him for the the caller. I don't I don't think he's going to win the Vezina. There's just uh, there's too much unknown with him so far. Like he's had a he had a great end of last season, and he's got a great start this season. But uh, there's just so many good goalies ahead of him. But uh, and it's tough to win two awards. Right, because they'll give him yeah. the call and they'll be like, "Okay, we got to give someone else the Vesna, that kind of thing." Like, it's very rare that a player wins two of these awards at once. Like, um, uh, like the uh, what am I thinking of? Like last year with the Shostakin winning the Vesna, there he's not going to win the Hart mm-hmm. as well. They're going to give that to someone else. So it's that kind of thing. Like you got to go into the mind of these crazy voters and they're all their uh, principles. I guess if they have any. Other than uh, not staying up to watch uh, late games. <laughs> other than other than their early bedtimes there. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, let's move on to uh, some team futures here for a little bit. Unless you have anything else for the player futures. Oh, I think that covers it. All right. We were we were talking about before the show if we if we should even bring this up, but you know, just let's just go through the divisions here. Uh, Atlantic, Boston opened at plus nine hundred. They're down to plus two thirty as the favorites. Currently, they have uh, 16 points in nine games, four ahead of Buffalo, five ahead of T- Florida, six ahead of Tampa Bay. I think they're the best team in that division right now. Uh, Florida, I'm not sure what they are yet. Tampa Bay, I think, 
could also be in the mix. But I mean, Buffalo's not going to win it. And then Boston has a has a five point cushion. If you can get plus two thirty, I think that's not a horrible look. W- would you recommend that, or do you already have too much uh, Bruins futures? Oh yeah, I'm not looking at it anymore. I have <laughs> Bruins at thirteen to one and ten to one. So right now, what I'm looking to do is to uh, well, let's just say I'm hoping for the Leafs to keep losing. Okay. And then they fire their coach. They get a new guy in there, and he turns them around. That's exactly what I'm gonna buy on the Leafs here. Uh, I think it's a three-team race in the Atlantic. I don't think the Lightning are are uh, particularly dominant this year, especially in the regular season. Of course, they'll get it together for the playoffs and make a run, but for the regular season, they're not gonna they're not gonna win this division. I don't think so. At only five to one here, that's the book I'm looking at. Is uh too short. So it's it's the Bruins, Leafs, and Panthers. I think a three-team race here. So uh, uh, the Leafs they've been pathetic. Like last year they had a slow start, but they actually had better underlying numbers, better analytical stats, if you will. Uh, but this year they're 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 barely like breaking even with these bad teams. So clearly something's wrong there in uh, the so-called capital of hockey. Uh, but still, they they have a great team still and. I mean, they didn't lose that much over the offseason. They lost their goalie, but their goaltending's actually been uh, pretty decent so far. That's not the problem. They lost uh, Mikheyev and Kasha, who was always injured. Um, somebody else. Or Labushkin, he came in late in the year. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that the, the, it's a personnel problem. It's it's a, it's a mentality problem. Like, I think the Leafs are that kind of... Um, They've been told all the time, like, the regular season doesn't matter. The regular season doesn't matter. So it's actually hard to get up for these games against the Ducks, the Coyotes, the Stars, or whomever, when um, when you've been told that the regular season doesn't matter for so long. But uh, at the end of the day, I do think the Leafs will turn it around once they actually realize that uh, they're a really good team and they need to win some of these games. So they can go on a run just like they did last year. I think they, they went on, like, a 15-2 and two run last year when uh, they got to that that slow start so that that can happen again but again I, i'm looking at uh, a change in the uh of course uh, i know too much about the leaves apparently because because <laughs> <laughs> uh dubas is dubas is not going to fire his boy sheldon keith this early on so i think he's got a bit of a long leash so it, it's a tough one uh, basically what i'm doing is i'm looking at the leaves as i head for my bruins play uh, that's all i got from now but uh, the panthers are plus 260 i don't hate that either yeah, looking at looking at the Leafs, you can I can find them here plus four hundred, which I think I might just bet right now because they yeah. should not be that high. I mean, they they're st- they still have ten points in ten games, uh, two overtime losses that could have clearly went their way, even though they should have outplayed the Sharks and Ducks. Tough road trip, you know. It's hard to go out west, but they're gonna uh, come back home and, and play the Flyers on Wednesday. Um, so that's gonna be a, a get right spot for them, even in, against Torts. Yeah, I think the Leafs there are four to one, and as you said, you, I mean you have plenty of of Bruins futures, so you don't have too much to worry about there. Uh, the, the Leafs do have a tough schedule. Like after the Flyers, they have the uh, the Canes, the Bruins, and the the Knights, and another yeah, tough team. And, and Pittsburgh, and then yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Vancouver, yeah. Pittsburgh Devils. Yeah, that that could maybe wait a few weeks to get the uh, the, the that's what I'm thinking. See if they go up to five to one or higher. But at four to one, that's that's a decent price here. Yeah. And then uh, staying in the east here, we have the Metro. Uh, Carolina opened at plus 195, down to plus 175. Uh, Flyers were in first place for a bit, but they're they're not going to stick it out. Uh, New Jersey is uh, right there with 
Carolina, one point behind them, and uh, plus nine hundred. I know, I know, I think you are, and I think I have some futures on Devils. I think Cup, not not division, but I think this is still Carolina's division to lose. They're they're just too good of a team. Yeah, yeah, the Canes have uh, done well. They just won in the shootout, so that's always good, especially against a divisional rival. Get these fucking caps out of here. They don't belong in the conversation. Uh, I don't want them being in the mix once their guys get back, so that's good. And, yeah, I've got the Devils at 40-1 to 1 to win this division, so uh, that, that's looking decent. And the Canes, of course, uh, we both, we're both on that, I believe, at uh, mm-hmm. about plus 250 or so. So, yeah, that, that this is another division I'm looking looking good in, but uh, I think the main competition would be the Rangers. If Sturkin gets things together, uh, they can go on a run because they're actually having very good five-on-five five numbers, unlike last year. So if, if they get the goaltending and they get their five-on-five five play back, they are a legit team for this division. So if I'm looking to hedge, which I'm not, uh, I'm going to ride out my Canes and Devils, but if I'm looking to hedge, it would be with the Rangers here. I'm, we're looking at two different books, apparently, because I got different numbers than you do, but... <laughs> I'm seeing uh, a four to one for the Rangers, so uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that that'd be where I'd I'd look, but uh, at this point, uh, this is this is this. I don't see any value in these these uh, anything in this division. Yeah, I agree. If, if you're looking to get in, get in on the Rangers four to one. But I mean, there's no need to get in right now. Uh, we, we've run, run kind of long in the segment. Let's just go the West pretty quickly here. I think Colorado is as the rest of the division we're talking about, it. Colorado is now minus 120. I think that's one of the best prices you're going to get. Dallas, Minnesota, St. Louis, they're all, all competitive, but they're not going to be able to kind of stick it out with the Avs there. Do you agree there? I agree, yeah. My original thought was to wait for the Avs, bet them, but then I found that minus 118 in the middle of the summer, so that the lines come right back <laughs> down to that, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I don't think that uh, they'll get that much worse. Uh, they've had a couple game losing streak here, but uh, that's without Landis Goggin and Chushkin. Once those guys get back, once McCarr, McKinnon start going, uh, yeah, this this division is there for the taking because these other teams are not looking great, especially if the Stars don't have Ottinger. So, yeah, this is the abs division to lose. Uh, if anything, I would take the Wild because their team is very talented. Uh, I saw them at 7-1, to one, so uh, I don't mind that. But other than that, I think it's 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 a pretty comfy win for the Avs here in the Central. Yeah, it's funny. The Avs have a point per game just like the Leafs, but you're very comfortable with them winning the division when the Leafs are well, talking look at, about look, firing their coach. Look at the Leafs schedule compared to the no, Avs. No, I, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying, look at, looking at like the standings 10 games in, it's 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 funny, just funny to see. It's just yeah. always fun to make fun of the Leafs. Come on. Oh, yeah. And the Leafs are without Jake Muzzin. The Avs are without the captain and uh, the analytic <laughs> god, Valerie yeah. Nishushkin. All right, and then the the Pacific, I think, is going to be one that's kind of up and down all, all season long. You got Calgary there as the favorites, even money at some books, plus 125, plus 170. They're not, they're not even in first place right now. I mean, they're right behind Vegas, who's been surprising. They're at plus 300, which is pretty much what they opened at, uh, plus 185 on some other books. So if you can get plus 300, that, that looks pretty good. Then Edmonton even, plus 300, plus 320. They could be. This could be a spot to get in either on Vegas or Edmonton if you want to, but I think this could be up and down the rest of the rest, rest of the way. Yeah, this is uh, this is really. I've got everything going against Vegas. Uh, I got the Flames. I got the Oilers. I got a bit of the Kings. I got the Kraken. But if the Vegas wins, Vegas Gold Knights win this division, then I'm fucked. Uh, <laughs> let's just say that. So I've got nothing to bet here myself. 
uh, looking at the odds I'm looking at, um, maybe the, uh, uh, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I mean, the no, this is bang on too. I don't have anything to say with this, with this current prices. All right. Well, uh, if you're looking for some more odds, why don't you check out WinBet? If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And Sports Gambling Podcast is still giving away a chance to win a jersey of your choice. Autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Podcast. Comment on each video. Each video is a new chance to win. And make sure you have your notifications turned on so you don't miss Sports Gambling Podcast contacting you when they pull the winner. All right, we got a uh, big 12-game slate here on Tuesday. Let's just get right into it here, starting off with my Philadelphia Flyers at the New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers are big big favorites here, minus 240. Uh, puck line is plus 110. Flyers are plus 200. Over-under is at 6. Um, this is the first half of a back-to-back for the Flyers here, so I would say the under if it was Hart confirmed to to start, because it's going to be Hart versus Shesterkin. And the Flyers are really using the formula that the Rangers did last year, which was having horrible five-on-five metrics and relying on their goalie. And that can work out for the Flyers for a little bit, but it's they're really seeing seeing a break here. They they blew a lead to Carolina, lost in overtime, somehow beat Florida while getting outshot 51-22, but Rangers had uh, two good back-to-back wins there on the road. Coming back home after after a day off is, uh, I think them at home here is the play. Maybe look at a, a Rangers under parlay to get that juice down or just look in regulation or just wait for Hart to be confirmed and take the under because these are two good goalies with Hart and Shesterkin. Torts is going to have his guys fired up to go against his uh, former team. And most of, the, most of these games between the two teams have gone under uh, six of the past seven. So I've, under is the best bet here, but I have not played anything yet. Oh yeah, I agree with the under, but uh, yeah, the the back to back makes it tricky to play it early. Uh, we don't know who's going to be the goalie, of course, for the Flyers, like you said. So uh, yeah, yeah, these are both uh, these are usually competitive games with the Flyers and the Rangers. Um, yeah, of course, uh, that's isn't, wasn't the Flyers beating up the Rangers the reason why they brought in Ryan Reeves and that. Uh, that was Tom. Wilson. Oh yeah, it was the Capitals. Okay, well, I'm just thinking of the Bronze Deep Release. The Flyers don't have any tough guys. They have Nick Delaria right now after a four-year contract they signed him to. Locked him up. Oh yeah, very important. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I would I would say the under here, but uh, it, it's tough because the line will not move much if Carhart is confirmed. Whereas 
the line will move a lot if he's announced out. So you're gambling. Um, there's a high risk, low reward if you bet this one early. Uh, whereas if you wait, the line will pretty much be the same to bet the under, I think. So, uh, yeah, I would wait on this one and then bet the under, making sure that Carter Hart is confirmed. Yeah, because they're in Toronto the next night. So you could see them giving Hart the start in, in Canada. But, I mean, I don't know how, how Tort's going to operate that one. Uh, so, yeah, wait wait for the goalie there. Um, moving on down, 7 o'clock again, you have the Ottawa Senators at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning are big home favorites here, minus 200. Puck line is plus 130. Senators are plus 170. Over-under is at 6.5. Uh, I, I think this is a game here where the Senators may be a bit undervalued. Uh, Tampa Bay has definitely shown up more than Ottawa has so far, but Tampa Bay is 5-4, and four, Ottawa is 4-4. Four and four. The only thing is Ottawa is 0-3 on the road. They've lost the last two games overall. Tampa Bay has won for the past five. So in a vacuum, I, I would bet Ottawa here just to get some value, but I think... Tampa Bay just has Ottawa's number historically over the past several meetings, and they just seem to be playing better hockey and really just be a better team right now. So I think Tampa Bay, if you had to play this game, I would play them. But if the line moves a little bit, you could get Ottawa close to plus 200. I would throw something on that. So this is a rare situation where the the road team has actually been in town for longer than the home team with the Lightning coming back from California. Whereas the Senators were playing the uh, Florida Panthers there nearby Sunrise. So they'll be waiting for the Lightning to come back. So I think that gives them a bit of an advantage. Plus the Lightning have not been playing well lately. Uh, they barely beat the Sharks. And had some yeah, some bad games lately. Like the whole season, they haven't been really impressive. Uh, I think the best game is probably the loss to the, the Panthers. Um, so yeah, I, I like the Senators here. Plus 170. Or uh, a team total uh, over two and a half here at a good price. Uh, you could find that around minus 125. I like that because the Lightning goaltending has not been good either with Vasilevsky off to another slow start. Uh, so, yeah, I like the, the sense on the side here. And uh, maybe the over at six and a half uh, with the Senators' lack of defense. Yeah, I think that's a sneaky play. Tampa Bay gave up uh, three to San Jose. Ottawa's been scoring some goals. So if you can get the underdog team total over two and a half at good money, I would take that. All right, moving down, 7 o'clock. Closing out only three games at 7 o'clock here on Tuesday. We got the Vegas Golden Knights at the Washington Capitals. Capitals are plus 100. Golden Knights are minus 120. Over-under at 6.5. Over plus 100. Under is minus 120. Got the Capitals on our back-to-back here. Uh, What are you thinking, Joel? Yeah, this is an obvious play on the Golden Knights. Uh, this line will skyrocket with the the Capitals being. Uh, they're gonna play uh, old Charlie Lindgren, the old Blues goalie. Unless I totally fucked that up. <laughs> but uh, he, he's 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 uh, he's a good he's a good backup, but uh, he's not as good as Kemper. So the Golden Knights here on the first game of the road trip should come in. Uh, they they absolutely slaughtered the Jets in the in the numbers on uh, Sunday. Uh, they were, I mean, they they won an overtime, I think, or a shootout, but they should have won that game like 5-1. to one. Uh, They absolutely outclassed the Jets in that game, and I think that they'll keep it up here. First game of road trip out east, uh, and the Capitals just engaged in a, in a bitter loss to the Hurricanes. So I, I love the Golden Knights here. They've been playing awesome. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when you when you listen to this, the line will almost certainly not be minus 120, but uh, if you can find it at under minus 140, 40, I would still bet it. 
Yeah, I thought if we were doing uh, this show with talent, I would ha- probably have to fight you to for the lock on on Vegas minus one twenty because that's 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 an insane line. It's definitely going to move a, a ton. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, it's not moved too much, and you can still get them because they're they're on fire now. They've won four in a row. Uh, five of six. The only loss was to Colorado, which you can't be mad about. Uh, Washington played. Carolina tough in Carolina, but got outshot by by 15 shots. Now they have to travel back home where Vegas has been there uh, waiting for them. So Vegas here, minus 120. I'd probably play them up to minus 140 even. They're just the better team. Washington back-to-back. I I see this line moving a lot. Golden Knights have the fourth-best expected goals for Washington before Monday night's game had the seventh-worst, which I'm assuming possibly went down after being beaten by Carolina. So you got to go with Vegas here. I, I bet that already for two units, and I have the under six and a half and minus 120. Hoping uh, Charlie Lindgren doesn't give up too many goals because Logan Thompson's been really solid, and Washington hasn't scored too much. So that's going to be my play there, Vegas and the under. We're going down here to 8 o'clock. We've got the Montreal Canadiens at the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota home favorites of minus 245. Puck line is plus 100. Canadians are plus 205. Canadians on the puck line are minus 120. This might be a play here where I'm taking that uh that reverse puck line, taking the plus one and a half on on the Canadians. Uh, Canadians have been playing decent hockey. They, they uh, went into St. Louis, beat them, beat Buffalo on the road. Uh, played 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 Minnesota kind of tough before, and and now it's it's the same matchup when I had uh, Montreal as my dog before. So I. I I think Minnesota's been playing some close games, 4-3 shootout against Chicago, even though it was a back-to-back. I think there's value here on Montreal, either something small on plus 205, or you can look at that puck line, plus 1.5, minus 120, and just hope for a uh, close game. Or you can play the Canadiens team total over 2.5, because Mm. I also like the over in this game at 6.5, the Wild. Uh, Flurry's been playing a little better of late, but they're still giving up a lot of chances the other way while they have, uh, um, there's still this propensity to come back in games when they're behind. So I, uh, yeah, over six and a half here, minus one ten. Um, we'll see if Jake Allen's in net. He's been playing well. Uh, but yeah, I mean the, the Canes, they just had a crazy, uh, what was it like seven to four, something yeah. like that mm-hmm. against the blues. So the Canadians have found their score and touch there. They're dangerous off the rush and the counterattack. So I do like the Canadians team total over two and a half in this game and uh, the over six and a half as well. Because the, the Wild, uh, minus 245 is a bit too rich to be laying with this team since they, they haven't really proven that they're the, the same team as last this season. So, and the Canadians, they've been, they've been more feisty than expected. Uh, they were supposed to be the, uh, according to the, Point totals, the third worst team in the league. So uh, they're clearly not that. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the back in the halves here to uh, keep it competitive, scoring a few goals in this one. Yeah, over two and a half, I can find that uh, minus 110, which seems seems kind of crazy given how their offense has been with Cole Caulfield. Also, uh, Cole Caulfield shots on goal over. He's been a machine there. Um, staying at the final, uh, second 8 PM game here. We have the Boston Bruins at the Pittsburgh Penguins, a uh, black and yellow game here. Pittsburgh minus 115 Bruins minus 105 over under at six and a half over is plus 100 under is minus 120. What are you thinking about these Bruins, Joel? Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, Penguins after a four game losing streak out in the West coast, losing to the flames, the 
Oilers, the Canucks, and the Kraken, they've they've got to be feeling it. So maybe we have a desperation effort from the Penguins here. But it's the opposite story for the Bruins. They've only lost once this season in uh, that crazy 7-5 loss to the Senators. And, uh, yeah, the, everything everything tells you that the Bruins are the much better team here. So at only minus 105, I, I love uh, the away side in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you could say the Penguins are desperate and all that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to uh, how well these teams are playing. Marshan should be in this game. Um, yeah, the, the Bruins are better top to bottom. They have much more depth, whereas the Penguins rely totally on the uh, the heroics of Crosby, Malcolm. And Latang and uh, maybe Jake Gensel as well, but and then goal too, like uh, Linus Olmark. If he plays in this one, he's he's been one of the best goalies early on. So uh, yeah, I love the Bruins in the spots. Yeah, they like that. They they believe in this new coach, and um, yeah, I'm gonna keep riding the bees till they, they till they fail me. Yeah, I'm on the bees here as well. Minus 105. That 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 line kind of surprised me there a little bit. So I hopped I hopped right on it with the recent form. I mean, not even recent form, just all, all season that they've lost. Their only loss was the Ottawa home opener, which, you know, they had some extra juice for And Boston was even on the second half of back to back with travel and they still put up five goals. So they've been really impressive. And Pittsburgh has scored three goals total in their, in their last three games against uh, Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary out West now uh, coming home a few days off, but still, I think Boston's the better team. They're both near the top of the expected goals for, but so yeah, Boston minus 105, and also like the under six and a half at minus 120. I think that that's fine to pay for a Pittsburgh team that hasn't scored more than three goals in the past four games. And Boston has one of the best goalies in the league right now, and they've allowed two total goals in their past three games. So I think this should be a Bruins maybe a three-one, four-one win here with with the Bruins getting it done on the road. If Talon were here, he would have corrected me. He would have said, "You'll keep riding the Bruins till they sting you." The bees till they sting you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, we, we, we got a black and yellow game. What, what does that mean? I mean, uh, I was have you ever try, seen a bear eat a penguin? <laughs> have you ever seen a penguin <laughs> fight a bear? <laughs> see those Coca-Cola ads with the polar bears and the penguins <laughs> kind of getting together? You know what? They're going to combine for a nice under game here. You know, they go under the water. They swim a little bit. We're going for the under. <laughs> Mr. Town. <laughs> That's a terrible tribute to him, but uh, <laughs> that's that's all. I'm sure he's having fun. Uh, going down to 8:30 here, we have the New York Islanders at the Chicago Blackhawks. The Islanders are road favorites at minus 180 on the puck line. They're plus 150. Blackhawks on the money line are plus 155. Over under is at six. Over minus 115. Under minus 105. Um, so far for this game, my only play is the over. Both of these teams have been over teams so far. Islanders five and four, Chicago seven and two. Uh, Chicago has Peter Mrazek starting in goal. He's he's not very good, even with Sorokin starting and him potentially being a Vesna candidate. I think the Blackhawks might be able to put up a goal or two, and Islanders have put up five and six in their last two games against Carolina and Colorado. So against Chicago, they may be able to get to that six total themselves. I'm trying to talk myself into betting the Islanders on the, on the money line, laying the juice, or risking it in uh, regulation. So maybe I'll be be getting there by game time. Seth Jones is now out for the Blackhawks as well. He's hurt for a little bit. Chicago has the fifth worst expected goals for, and the Islanders have the second worst expected goals against per 60. So that's why I think I went through the over there. And I'm if I look at anything, it'll probably be the Islanders in regulation just to cut down on some of that juice and uh, – yeah, that, that's what I like for this one. 
Big step down in class for the Islanders here after beating the Canes, the Rangers, and the Avalanche. They have to go play the Blackhawks here. Uh, but, yeah, you have to back them at only under, less, under the minus 200. I, I, I do like the Islanders in this spot. I mean, the Blackhawks have all, much like the Canadians, surprised in terms of how well they're playing. They were supposed to be the second-worst team. They're not playing like that. Uh, partially because you said that they are the um, what did you say? The second expected goals, second worst expected goals for or? expected goals against per sixty minutes. Yeah, Islanders goals. Okay, we're we're talking past each other. I don't know what you said. Anyway, the Blackhawks here they they are outperforming their expected goals in terms of goals. Uh, they're scoring like three plus goals a game. Their team twelve has been easy money in this early season. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind that overplay there. But uh, the side, I, I have to lean to the Islanders here, although I probably won't be betting it. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe an Islanders team total over because they've been scoring goals too. Yeah, the Islanders are, uh, their expected goals for per 60 minutes is 3.22, which is uh, fifth in the league. And their expected goals against per 60 minutes is 3.21, which is second worst in the league with only the Coyotes being worse than them. So, yeah, I, I think the over here is a good play. I mean, Chicago has been playing. Minnesota took them to a shootout. Buffalo took them to overtime. But, yeah, the, the Islanders are just, just a much better team here. Uh, I was playing around here. You can get the Islanders and their team total over 2.5 down to minus 145. You can get the Islanders and over 4.5 down to minus 110. So you can play around with a few parlays there. Same game parlays are, are, are I think, safe enough to uh, to bet there. All right, uh, staying at 8.30 here, we have the Los Angeles Kings at the Dallas Stars. Stars are minus 135. Kings are plus 115. Over-under is 6.5. Both sides paying minus 110. This is a game here where I'm not really sure what to make of it. The Kings are on a back-to-back after uh, coming off a a 5-1 or or 6-1 win, I believe. I think it was 5-1 because I had over 6 and that pushed, so... Man, that's, that's a bad beat. It was like five to one, like half yeah, it was five to one, like in the second period. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey. Yeah. So Kings have now won uh, three of four. Stars have lost three of four. Only win coming against Washington. So I, I, I would lean the Kings here in a normal game if it wasn't back to back with travel against Dallas, who's been waiting there for two days. So this is pretty much as close to a pass game as I'm going to get to. Uh, I'm going to hope that the line moves with more money coming in on Dallas since they're not on a back-to-back and then go with the Kings and hope that Peterson can come up with something big and hope that they kind of rolled four lines in tonight's game. So that would be my lean here, the Kings as a dog uh, for this one. Yeah, that's normally the best way to play it. Of course, the Stars will be able to Ottinger, like we said at the beginning. So the line might not move as much as it would otherwise, but still, I do think that the Stars will take the money which is uh, some of my money. I've already bet this game. I've already bet the Stars. Uh, I, I do think that they're the much better team. And the Kings, they, they slotted the Blues there. Blues are fraudulent. The Stars are a good team. Uh, Wedgwood is a decent goalie. He didn't show it in that game against the um, the Rangers when he came in. But that was he was thrown in there when, when uh, Ottinger got injured. He wasn't ready. He wasn't prepared. He'll be prepared for this one after a few days off. And, uh, yeah, I think he's he's a... And like the, you see the teams do this all the time. When, they, when a good player goes out, the rest of the team rallies. I think the Stars will do that. And uh, they've been the better team through the first 10 or so games than the than the L.A. Kings. So, uh, yeah, minus 135, I think, is a cheap price for the Dallas Stars. 
All right, moving down to uh, 9 o'clock here, we've got another big home favorite, the uh, Seattle Kraken at the Calgary Flames. The Flames are minus 215. Flames on the puck line is plus 125. Kraken on the money line are plus 185. Over under at 6.5. Over playing, paying plus 105. Under paying minus 125. Um, yeah, I think this is a spot where I may have to join you there on, on the Kraken. I think they... They have a better expected goals for this season at six, opposed to the, the ninth best for the Flames. I mean, that that's close enough. But Seattle has shown that they can beat top opponents. They they beat Pittsburgh. They beat Colorado. My only concern with them is they have not strung together two straight wins yet. It's just been loss, win, loss, win, lo- loss, win, and now they're due for a loss. And, and you would expect that here in Calgary as they're coming off a loss uh, to Edmonton. Outshot Edmonton 42-26, so they probably should have won that game. I, I believe I saw there was some sort of bad turnover where McDavid took took advantage of that. But even with that, I think the side here you have to go with with the Kraken if you're going to bet this. They they just have the they have the analytics on their side. They're finally getting decent goaltending somehow with uh with Martin Jones and and Grubauer there. So that would be my my side here. I don't think I can lay over minus 200 right now on the Flames against the Kraken. Well, I can. <laughs> these are two teams that I, I don't think I've bet against them all season long. I've been uh, high on both of them. And uh, they've faced each other here in this divisional matchup, but the Flames are just the, the far superior team coming off that loss to the Oilers. A uh, bit unfortunate, just got a bit, bit of a bad goal given up by Markstrom there in the third period and that stupid play. Um, McDavid running around the net and just flings it at the net and Markstrom's out of position. Uh, that kind of determined the game, so uh, in a pretty even match, I think. Um, but this one, the Flames are the much better team, even though the Kraken have those analytical numbers and all that. Uh, Flames are just better top to bottom, better star power, better depth, better goalie, much better goalie. So uh, I do like the Flames in this one. Um, if you don't want to do the minus 215, you can do the Flames team total over 3.5 given the fact that the Kraken can't defend and they've got terrible goaltending too. Uh, they've been a, a, another over team this year. So, yeah, I do like the Flames in this match. Uh, either attack them on the money line or in that team total over three and a half. You're not going to lay minus 215, though. Come on. I already did. I, I'm, you did? All minus right. 210. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm shocked there. All right. Um, all right, uh, another 9 o'clock game here. Uh, Nashville Predators at the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers minus 165 on the money line. Uh, Predators plus 140. Over under 6.5. Over minus 120. Under is plus 100. I have a pretty strong, strong stance on this one, but I want to hear uh, your take first. I got a stinky, stinky dog in this one. I got a Ooh. dirty pick. A dirty pick. We're going to go with the Predators here at uh, plus 140. Um, nobody's going to be betting this soon. They might be better off waiting. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Oilers coming off that win against the Flames. Uh, they're all they're all cocky and high, but I don't believe in their goaltending. Whereas the Predators, they've been they've been better than the record says. Um, Saros has been bad, but I do expect him to get it together. Hopefully in this game because I'm backing him to do so. Uh, Predators are uh, they have some damn good players. They just haven't really shown up yet. Um, I do think that they can make this a game here with the Oilers. Uh, Oilers should be like minus 140. So at plus 140, might not say that's an edge, but I think it is, given the fact that it's off of that uh, 
win against the Flames. They they crushed their rival. Big revenge spot for them. Now they they welcome the National Predators. I don't think that they're going to be as up for this game. So, uh, yeah, the Predators are here plus 140. You can find better numbers. Maybe, maybe later, too, this, this line will likely go towards the Oilers. But, uh, yeah, plus 140 or better, I do lean to the Predators in this spot. Yeah, I, I do kind of see that, but but I mean the Oilers—they've had two days off since that win. They, they got back home after that one four straight, uh, five of their past six. And the one thing for me is—is is Nashville has lost what's that like six of their past seven? Uh, only win coming at home against the Blues. They're one and two on the road this season, but the win was against the Sharks over there in Prague, so they're zero and two on the road. Edmonton's won four in a row now. That they're kind of—I think they're riding hot enough where they can. They can, they can be, maybe they shouldn't be minus 165 or higher. I see the line moving already. So I took the Oilers in regulation at minus 105. I think getting that close to even money is a pretty good look because I think if they win, it's going to be pretty easily. I don't want to risk the, the puck line there, though you could at plus 150 just to get that. But their last two wins have just been by one goal, 3-2 and 6-5. That's why I went with regulation. Um, they don't have any overtime games yet this season. So Edmonton, Minus 105 in regulation is my only bet for this game so far. All right, moving down to the 10 o'clock here with the New Jersey Devils at the Vancouver Canucks, two of Joel's favorite teams. Both teams are at minus 110. We got an old-fashioned pick them over 6.5, under 6.5, both paying minus 110 as well. Uh, yeah, I think this is a spot where the Canucks, you know, they finally got a win. They got back-to-back wins, but the Devils, as long as – as we've been saying, as long as they can have any decent goaltending, I think they're they're the, they're the team to back in this game. They have the best expected goals for percentage in the league at 69.38, which is eight points higher than, than the Hurricanes, which is kind of insane. I didn't look at that until now. Uh, Vancouver's down there, 23rd best, uh, 45%. They do have those two back-to-back wins, like I said, against Seattle and then at home against Pittsburgh, but... The Devils here seem to finally figured something out. Outshot Columbus 53-21. They they beat the Avs before that. Even going on the road here, I mean, I think they've they've won six of their past seven. So I'll take them very happily here. Just a minus one ten pick them. Yeah, for sure. But it's important to remember that the Devils have played a very very soft schedule so far. I think the only team that has a winning record is the Avalanche that they played. I could be wrong on that, but I. I Looking on paper, it's that's yeah. the only good team that they've beaten, and and even played. Uh, so those those stats, as, as much as I love the Devils, they are a bit inflated that way. But at the same time, they are they they should be more than a pick em here against the Canucks, who have been uh, pretty bad up until the last couple of games. Uh, rivalry game against the Kraken, new rivalry if you want to call it that. I don't know if it deserves that qualifier yet. Those the the media certainly want to hype it up as such. <laughs> um, they need to be good before we can actually start hating each other, you know. Anyway, uh, this game, yeah, yeah, I hope to see Vanishek in this one. You're saying something? So you got a family feud brewing there? Yeah, I mean, I fucking hate <laughs> Seattle, but uh, you know, it's so far as hockey goes, we need good teams to be to be uh, a rivalry worth hyping up, if you know what I mean. Um, at least uh, to later on, later on when you get like the, the the shitty teams can fight each other, beat each other to death, and that that yeah. makes their regular season more meaningful. Anyway, Devils here are the side minus one ten. That'll go up, I'm pretty sure. 
Uh, I'm also looking to the under here, a little sneaky under here. The Devils have uh, turned into one of the best defensive teams here, largely led by Jonas Siegenthaler, awesome defensive defenseman, and some decent goaltending for once. We're getting from Vitek Vanacek, so if he starts this game, I do like under 6.5 here. Uh, Canucks have been a little bit better defending the net lately. And, so, yeah, under 6.5, I think, is the bet. But uh, more strong here on the side of the Devils, minus 110. Uh, Canucks are uh, hopefully getting it together, you know, for the, the hometown sake, but uh, not in this one. Devils will come in and cruise. Um, yeah, minus 110 is the bet. Yeah, uh, all right. Moving down another 10 o'clock game here. We have the Florida Panthers at the Arizona Coyotes in their uh, beautiful stadium, their Mullet Arena. Uh, Panthers are minus 265. The puck line is plus 100. The Coyotes are plus 225 with the plus one and a half puck line minus 120. Over under six and a half, over minus 120, under is plus 100. I, I don't know what it is here, but I, I'm feeling the desert fucking dogs here with the Coyotes plus 225. They got to get a home win at some point. You know, they've got outplayed by both Winnipeg and the Rangers, but it was just one goal losses in both of them. So maybe maybe take the puck line if you want to be a little bit safe here. But Florida has not been good on the road. Uh, they barely beat Buffalo 4-3 earlier in the season. Lost 4-2 at Chicago, 4-3 at the Flyers, despite more than double out, out shooting them. I mean, I mean, Vegemalka here isn't Carter Hart, but I think the Coyotes have to get a win sometime. I'm not confident enough in the road Panthers yet to, to lay this money or do any sort of um, even team total on the road or, or, or puck line. So if, if you're betting this game, it's going to be late Tuesday night. Throw a few bucks on the Desert Dogs here. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> agree. <laughs> the Coyotes are just... They're they're too bad. Like these lines are gonna keep going up, keep going up. Uh, at only minus 265, I think it's still cheap for the Panthers. Um, we don't realize how bad this Coyotes team is yet. Uh, they are gonna be historically bad. I'm sure by the end of the season, they might set records for uh, point totals. Um, yeah, I, I played the team total Panthers as soon as it opened uh, at minus 135, over three and a half. So that's what I'm riding with, uh, and the the line has is, is only jumped from then. So, yeah, nobody wants the Coyotes at this point. Uh, so if you do want them, if you if you like what Ryan's saying, then uh, I, I would suggest waiting. I would suggest waiting because a, a lot of guys who do that kind of thing, they're not going to wait for the sticky dog to uh, get to the best price possible and take him uh, um, two hours or, or less before the game starts. So, yeah. Uh, all Panthers for me, though, even though they're not a good road team, even though they're not quite the highest scoring team we saw last year, I do think that they get four goals plus against this terrible, terrible Coyotes team. Yeah, you don't bet that now. This is like a, a, a 945. My, my early bets either didn't do well or like I'm riding hot and, and want to keep going here with a fun bet or, or, you know, you just you just want some action on the late game. So you just throw it on the underdog and, and hope for the best in that uh small arena there with the student section and, and you can hop aboard so yeah that, that's it's not a smart play by any means but i mean it, it's a fun play and that's what we're here for speaking of uh some fun plays here to close out the slate we have one of those shitty rivalries you were talking about uh 10 30 the dgen special anaheim ducks at the san jose sharks the sharks are minus 135 the ducks are plus 115 overruns at six uh minus 110 both sides what are you thinking here to close it out 
Yeah, you're exactly right. These teams were once uh, two of the better teams in the Western Conference, but now they've fallen fallen far from the heavens of fighting for that Western Conference final, and they're down in the the, the dregs of the uh, Californian state. Um, yeah, but these are always fun games, though. Late at night, you know, you've, you've had a few uh, cocktails, and you're enjoying some um, Eric Carlson against uh, Trevor Zegers, I guess. Um yeah, this will be a fun one. I don't mind the over six. These games always seem to be uh, a bit wild, a bit crazy, and the goaltending is not especially great. Uh, Gibson has been a bit better of late, but uh, they still let in. Uh, they only let in three against the Leafs, but it seems like the Leafs can't score three plus on <laughs> anyone. Leafs, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Town's not here to defend them, so you can just <laughs> light them up. Uh, but for the side, I do like the Sharks here a lot. Uh, minus 135, they are still the better team. They have a lot more talent than the Ducks. Ducks, they're a bunch of mercenaries and young guys who are still developing. So uh, as good as Seekers played, he scored some fine goals the last couple games. Uh, I do lean to the Sharks here, minus 135. Uh, but the over six here is he's calling my name. Um, yeah, like I said, late at night, you want some goal scored. Bad goalies, some good goal scorers, and uh, you get to watch Eric Carlson fumble fucking the puck and playing shitty defense in general. So, uh, yeah, over six and the Sharks for me. When I was looking up uh, uh, Norris odds, I was looking at the highest scoring defenseman so far, and I think uh, Carlson's up there. Yeah, Carlson is only behind uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, he's Dahlin like has 12 offense. points, and Carlson has 11 points. Yeah, he's been uh, contributing on quite a lot of their goals, I guess. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, so he's, he's probably playing like 25 minutes with that Brett Burns there now. <laughs> yeah, but this game, I, I guess you have to go for the over, even though most of the games, uh, two of the four games last season went, went under. It was 5-2-4-1, 3-2-4-3. Um, Anaheim's won six of the past seven. I don't know if that matters at all, but I also could also see Anaheim, you know, going out having a good time in, in San Jose after their big win against Toronto, going down to San Jose, you know, Halloween night, ha- having a few... Send them to there at home with their families, you know, trick-or-treating, turning in early. So, uh, yeah, I'll, yep. I'll lean San Jose, even though, uh, you know, I, I want to be quacking. If there's some quacks in the Discord channel, I, I may have to join you. But I think the only play I may do for this, just just as the over, just sit back, root for goals for uh, some late-night action. bunch of Canadian boys on that team, you know they'll be celebrating a win against the Leafs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with Trevor Zegers, Talon's boy, scoring the winner. Uh, I, I wish he was here. Come on. <laughs> I'm sure he's uh, having a lot more fun than we are right here. <laughs> he's probably passed out. Yeah. That's All right, fair. here. Uh, that's that's the entire slate. There we got 12 games. I was not keeping track of consensus plays as I as I was doing over the past uh, few episodes. Uh, I think Vegas oh, is nice. a consensus play. Play that as soon as you hear this. Just just go go bet that right now. Flyers Rangers under if Flyers Hart. Rangers under if Hart starts. Um, Bruins, yeah. Did you like the Habs as a, as a dog? Kind of. I Team mean, total over. Okay, I yeah. do like the I, over. I, I like that. I, I actually did bet that when I saw it with minus 110. I took over two and a half, minus 110. Um, Islanders, was, Chicago? Uh, Anything there? I feel not really. That's all I have. Okay. Um, Devils. Devils, yeah. Devils. Devils, Boston, uh, Vegas, I think, are, are our three strongest. And then the under and the Flyers, if Hart starts. But they're not true consensus because Town's not even here. Well, no, so. it's not consensus plays. It's just, it's just you know, g- giving, giving the listeners you know, a nice, nice recap right. in case they missed anything. Locks. Our, 
Yeah, our, our, our best bets for the show since we don't have <laughs> a uh, official lock dog total without all three hosts here. Hopefully we'll get that. We should get that back here on Wednesday going into Thursday when I think we have another 12 or 13 games on the docket. So it'll be another long one there. All right. Uh, I think that's that's about it uh, here. I think we had a, a good long conversation there about some 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 futures. We got all 12 games in. So, yeah, that was a good time here. As, as always, make sure you check out the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. I'm always throwing out some uh, shots on goal props, sometimes too many to even keep track of. But just pick and choose your favorite or ask me if you uh, have any questions there. Follow the the uh, show on Twitter at HockeySGPN. And as always, make sure you uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. Wherever you listen to your podcast, on Apple is sg.pn slash hockey. Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. Or just search for the Hockey Going Podcast on your preferred platform. Uh, we do have a, a new old uh, review here that I found. It was submitted in Canada, but I just found it from uh, Foxy JJCA. Entertaining. Five stars. Birdman, Giraffe, and the Mumbler bring the entertainment and knowledge every episode. Thanks, Gray Bush. Thanks for that uh, that review there. Uh, I'll be sure to read that when Talon's back so he gets the full chuckle out of out of being called the Birdman Giraffe in the Mumbler show. The Mumbler. I like it. Well, we did fix that. Joel has been sounding loud and clear. and We're getting all of his uh, top-notch information uh, straight into our ear holes here. Yes, and I'm trying to enunciate better. Yeah. It's good. The Thank listeners you. have, uh, have it's paid off. We had had our top month. I just had the top of the show in October. So, yeah, keep on listening, keep on downloading, and keep on uh, sharing with your friends. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer, and you'll find me having a bad night's sleep because all these damn fucking Halloween fireworks going on around me. Halloween fireworks? Is that a thing? It is when you're living in a Punjabi neighborhood, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, peace. Cheers.